0: Albertsons is your entertainment end zone. Look for the Game On player tags when you shop. Buy three and enter to win great prizes like a 65 inch big screen LED TV. Catch the Ram Spirit with the Game On sweepstakes at Albertsons. For great sandwiches, get Nature's Harvest Bread 20 ounce selected varieties and Oroweep Bread 24 ounce selected varieties just $2.99 each. No purchase necessary. Open to residents of Southern California counties listed in rules 18 years and older. Ends January 3rd, 2017. Enter code by January 10th, 2017. Rules at gameonsocal.com.
1: This episode of Motherhood in Hollywood is sponsored by Kinsa, the world's first smart thermometer. I always keep Kinsa in my arsenal of mom tools. It tracks my daughter's temperature, symptoms, and medications, so I don't have to. And it keeps her entertained with games while we wait. Check it out at KinsaHealth.com. Hello, mama!
0: Grab your popcorn and goobers. It's time for Motherhood in Hollywood with your host, Heather Brooker. This is a crude prude's perspective on being a full-time mom in showbiz. She's not a perfect mom, but she can play one on TV. Hold on to your butts. Here's Heather.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome. It's episode 23 of Motherhood in Hollywood. I'm Heather Brooker, and I'm tired. You guys, it's been a crazy long couple of weeks after the Thanksgiving holiday. We've been um, going full- steam ahead with plans for the fundraiser that are, uh, is actually happening the day this show is released. Um, we're doing our fundraiser, uh, live taping of motherhood in Hollywood at Acme comedy theater in Los Angeles, um, to raise money for an organization called no kid hungry. And they provide meals to hungry kids all over the United States. So for just $1, we can provide meals up to 10 meals for hungry kids and planning an event. I don't know if you know this, it's hard. Um, it's it's a lot of work trying to uh, get people just as excited about a, a cause as you are and also excited enough to want to open their wallets and spend money. You know, I've been asked so many times on Facebook. I like con- I feel like I'm constantly getting invites to go to, um, you know, fundraisers, charity events, and things like that. And I honestly, you know, never really think about it. I just, if I can go, I go. And if not... Um, uh i just decline or ignore the event and i think that's what i'm realizing a lot of other people do as well <laughs> because because i know i'm harassing all my friends and they're like oh my god stop bugging us about this fundraiser but um i don't know i'm i i maybe i should have a fundraising expert um on the show and uh kind of pick their brain about what goes into doing a fundraiser like this. And, you know, my, my whole idea was, I really thought it would be fun to tape motherhood in Hollywood live in front of, um, like more of an audience because I'm such a ham sauce anyway. It just, I just thought it would be fun to, you know, goof around a little bit in front of my friends and that sort of thing. And then I thought, well, what if I do it with a purpose behind it? And it's not just like, Hey, come see me, you know, dick around. And, um, I thought, well, maybe I'll make it a fundraiser. So I kind of started with that idea, and then I talked to my friends, Mary, Heather, and Retta, and I said, hey, what do you guys think about this? Can you help me out? And then they said, sure, and now it's sort of snowballed into this event that feels a little bit out of my control and a little bit more um, than I thought it would be. So for anyone out there who th- regularly throws events like this, wow, more power to you. more power to you. Um, especially like, uh, Oh, club mom, me. I know they do a lot of events. Um, the ABC expo, a lot of mom type events and stuff like that. Um, it's hard work. God, it's hard. I feel like there's an expectation to, I think I might blog about this, maybe if I can just find the time, <laughs> Let me add that to my list. But I feel like there's an expectation, um, whenever you ask someone to, donate something to you or give you something or give you money in some way, I feel like there's a huge expectation. And um, I feel like I'm failing it. I feel like I'm not doing what everybody thinks I should be doing. And I'm not living up to that. And I just I want everyone to feel like they're getting something out of it as well. And now it's sort of spiraling out of control. I'm totally just rambling right now inventing to you guys. I hope you don't mind. (laughs) I hope you don't, hope you don't mind, but, uh, maybe rather than blog about it, I'll podcast about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, when you do something like this, you just don't want to let people down who are sharing their time and their money and their energy with you. So, um, I can only imagine for celebrities who are at a much higher level in the business than I am. Um, what that would be like, you know what I mean? Like they've got, um, sponsors. They've got, um, you know, uh, businesses who pay them to show off their watch, you know, like the Kardashians who I can't stand personally, but they have to, they're beholden to all of the people that are giving them money to pimp their products and to talk about their businesses and to, you know, restaurants who give them free food for them to casually show their restaurant sign, um, on their show and that sort of thing. It's a lot of pressure because then if you don't, then they could sue you at that level. I mean, at this level, nobody's suing me. I'm hoping, (sighs) but, um, anyway, it's just a lot of pressure and it's, I feel like I've learned a lot. I'm definitely going to blog about this. I'm going to be blogging about what I've learned as a novice, uh, fundraiser because it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, anyway, so aside from that though, acting wise, it's been a crazy, also crazy couple of weeks, you guys, I've had some wonderful opportunities and I've come so close to like booking shows and then you just don't get the call. Like, I just haven't gotten the call that like, Hey, you got it. And as an actress or any kind of creative soul, um, it's a hard it's a hard thing when you're putting yourself out there day after day and you're you're the kid in the class going, pick me, pick me, pick me, and the teacher never picks you. Um, you know, and the one time they do pick you, you're like, Oh my God, this is the best day ever <laughs> and then you have to wait another year to get picked again. So um I found myself rushing around a little bit this week, um, scrambling to find help to watch Channing so I could go on auditions. You know, that's another thing about, you know, being a mom and an actress. If your child isn't old enough to be in school full time, you have to kind of struggle to find childcare and a babysitter. And that can be a big challenge because it's not, it's not really a bad thing to take your child to an audition, but it's definitely frowned upon. It's kind of taboo. Um, it's like, you know, taking your, 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 child to like a regular job interview you wouldn't necessarily do that so I try not to take her if I can help it if I can find someone but there are sometimes when I just no one is available and I can't my sitter isn't available and my friends are busy and I totally understand that so this was one of those weeks where I was literally like begging people please help me because I had two um, callbacks to producer sessions and, um, I definitely did not want to have to bring her to that because, you know, it's not really fair to her either. Cause she has to sit and be very, very quiet and it just, there's sort of an unprofessional feel about that. So that is definitely an ongoing struggle for me as a working actress and full-time mom. I want to provide the best care and situation for my daughter, but I also want to put my best foot forward in an audition and do well and let them see that I can be professional. So It's the struggle as many, every, every industry has it. Every mom goes through it, whatever business you're in. And this just happens to be mine and my struggle. So, but you know what? It all seems to work out. My friends always come through for me or somebody always comes through for me. And if not, then I just take her with me and we deal with it. Right. That is what we do. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what's happening with me. How are you guys? I miss you. What are you doing? What are you wearing right now? Um, Okay, the train is is going off the rails. Um, I'm very excited uh, about my guest this week. It is Catherine McCord. From, uh, she is the founder of Weelicious and a brand new company called uh, One Potato. And She's going to tell you a little bit more about that. I first uh, heard about Catherine McCord and Weelicious when Channing was about six months old. And we were introducing solid foods and purees and uh, foods, uh, something in her mouth other than bread milk. Um, and I was so nervous and excited and doing all this research about what to feed her. What can I give her? What's healthy? What is going to, you know, taste good. Like that's a big challenge. There's healthy and then does it taste good? So, um, Catherine McCord and We uh, are such a great resource for moms and honestly for anybody who's looking to cook, um, Interesting, delicious, simple, natural foods that you can find at your farmer's market. Uh, She has some amazing recipes. I've tried several of them, but there's so many, as she explains here on on the show. Um, You just, you can't even like... Possibly get through them all. There's just so many to try. So definitely um, check out wheelicious.com and uh, I'll put a lot more information on motherhoodandhollywood.com as well. And yeah, I wanted you guys to hear uh, straight from Catherine's mouth just how amazing wheelicious and feeding your kids can be. Here's Catherine. I want to give a big welcome to Catherine McCord. She is the founder of Weelicious.com. Hi, Catherine. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Um, I have to tell you that when I first had my daughter um, Channing, she was about six months old and I was in a Mommy and Me class. And we started, We of course, we were talking about foods and solids and introducing all of that into her world. And Weelicious was one of the... Big recommendations from my mommy and me teacher uh, at the pump station here in Los Angeles. So that was my first introduction to Weelicious, and I've been sort of hooked ever since.
2: <laughs> I'm honored. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so tell,
1: tell me, for those who may not know, um, tell me uh, how Weelicious got started. What is Weelicious? And also, what a cute name.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. Wow. That's a loaded question. So, right. Um, I just
1: asked you like four questions in a row. Sorry about that.
2: <laughs> I had gone after 9-11. I had gone to culinary school. Um, I, had, I grew up modeling, and acting and hosting shows and um, after after 9-11 said you know what I'm changing my life I've always wanted to go to culinary school this is what I'm going to do and then after, after I graduated I kept you know modeling and acting and doing sort of things like that and then um, I had my son, and um, when he was about three months old, I started going on the internet and looking for homemade baby food recipes and how do you make a kid a great eater from day one and I couldn't find any really clear information. Yeah, there isn't
1: a whole lot out there. I mean, I think there is more now, but you know for a long time I don't think there was anything.
2: Especially years ago. there. I mean, you know, the, the evolution of the food blog, there were just a few, like Reed Drum and the Pioneer Woman, um, you know, Simply Recipes. There were a few, but I, I, I started, like, I got my little camera, I mean, really, like, my little, little camera, and started taking pictures of homemade baby food recipes, um, because we had always, my husband and I had always bought our food at the Hollywood Farmer's Market, mm. and so we, you know, just started making recipes and started this little blog called Wheeling and went online and tried to buy and find a name that suited it. And um, it just quickly grew from like that original friends and family list, um, you know, Onward and went from baby food, then as he grew to toddler food, to this idea of one family, you know, one uh, one fa- one meal for the entire family, um, opposed to feeling like you're a short order cook uh, for right. your infant, your toddler, your husband, yourself.
1: I love that idea. Can I just tell you, out of all the things that I think I pulled um, the most from out of my Mommy Me class, and you know, the things we talked about with food, the idea of not being a short order cook and not catering to the every whim of my toddler I love that I am that's the one thing I embraced I think the most and how like how did you come up with that
2: well I mean I I had written it it, it 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 was an evolution I think even from myself of just being like well I'm not doing this for everybody we have to. Right. Out. <laughs> we're gonna all have to love to learn how to eat really good foods, yeah, let's start with that. And um, my husband and I are both really good, like, we love fruits and vegetables and you know, all kinds of balanced foods, mm-hmm. um, and you know, I just, I once, I started writing my book proposal and I, it, it, that's what, where it came out of, um, was just sort of this everyday testing because the, the best part about what I do is like I cook for my family three meals a day. So it's not as, you know, uh, this is all a hundred percent real. <laughs> I have the yeah. best test audience, um, ever and, and really just trying to help families because I think it is, you know, we, we're a generation of women that went to college and went right into the workforce you know we probably had whole foods or drive-through a lot of prepared food and this notion of cooking um which was our mothers and our grandmothers was not really our generation so kind of bringing it back because i think a lot of women just you know went to college and got jobs and now you're like oh my god i have a baby what what am i supposed to
1: feed you do you find that it's sort of um I don't want to say maybe frowned upon, but there's almost like a backlash now towards moms who do enjoy staying at home and cooking for their kids. And because it was like, it, like you said, it was sort of, you know, our parents' generation, what they grew up on and like, you know, um, that family home life was so much more important. And then it seemed to swing the other direction where it was like, no women are career minded. We want careers and we Mm -hmm. want to work outside the home. And it was kind of, frowned upon a little bit to want to be a stay-at-home mom and cook meals for your family. Have you found that to be the case at all? Or have you, um, you know, what are your thoughts? Th- I don't think it's ever
2: going to go away. I think that the pendulum is just going to swing back and forth. And I, I don't know what the answer is. You know, I think that you can, um, You can't. I, I've said you can't have it all um, you can't have friends and your husband or, you know, your wife and, and your work and your kids and you can't do it all, but you can definitely, I mean, look, I'm a working mom. I work from home at least half of the time. Um, so that I am there with my kids, you know, at three o'clock pickups and, mm-hmm. but, but it's, you know, it's, you're just, it's, you're going to always feel like you suck. Just, <laughs> just the way it is. And it's you do true your though.
1: You feel like even when you're doing your best, sometimes you feel like, Oh man, I failed at this part. Or, you know, we're so hard on ourselves as moms sometimes.
2: I know. I mean, and even in my work, I mean, my work is really trying to find um, solutions for moms to make the feeding part easier because yeah. I, like I said, it's three meals a day. It never, ever goes away.
1: Um, what kind of tips and tricks do you give? Um, Or like, give me some of your, what do you do to get your, you know, when your um, son was a toddler? Because you have um, more than one child now, right? Because it all started with your first child and now you have more. (laughs) Yeah, I have more.
2: I just had my third child. Wow. Uh, Yeah, because I'm crazy. (laughs) So I have an eight and a half year old, a six and a half year old and a three month old. Wow. Uh, Yeah. So I've got a little of everything. A little
1: of everything.
2: Uh, So what are
1: you doing? Like, what did you do when your older kids were in the toddler stage to get them to eat? Because I'm going through the situation right now with my two and a half year old and she just, all she wants is bread. Oh, of course. That's all she wants to eat. It's (laughs) delicious. It's delicious. It's the best thing. But like, um, you know, I made this wonderful Thanksgiving dinner and all she would eat was a roll. And I literally wanted to just curl up in a ball and cry. Uh, I was like, come on. Eat something. I know.
2: And by the way, it does become full. So just watch. It goes in waves. Um, I've been getting to watch it with one of my kids. Um, But... I think that the first and foremost, that is this that a toddler age is the time to take them to the farmer's market on Sundays or whatever day and, and get them to try. Like, farmers will give them anything raw mushrooms, a persimmon, there's samples everywhere. Have a little garden, at, you know, in your apartment or your backyard uh, with like basil plants and then take them in once they grow and, you know, sh- you take them to. You should nurture the plants as they grow um, with your child, teaching them, you know, about the growing process, and then make pesto with that basil. Um, let them in the grocery. You can pick out any one or two um, items in the produce aisle. Let's talk about them. And you want to taste them, you know, you get giving kids choice. I think that, you know, there's always this idea that like, here, here's dinner and kids are like, well, I'm not eating that because we tell them, you know, what to wear, where to go to school, sometimes who their friends are going to be. And food is the one thing they can give you the like little kid, you know, middle finger and sort of say, I'm not eating that. Um, So I think that the more choice you give them within, you know, do you want the apple or the banana? Do you want the carrot or the celery? Um, can really can really help a lot.
1: Now, how do you address kids um, and meals? Uh, for children who have dietary restrictions, because I learned early on, because I, I was excited to try to make some of the um, purees and the you know um, homemade baby foods, and we found out quickly, my daughter is allergic to bananas and mm. uh, dairy so she's had that allergy and i'm like really bananas uh-huh. the one the easiest thing that i could like throw in my prayers and carry I around know. but it um yeah she had a couple of pretty severe allergic reactions so um how do you address those uh in your in your recipes i guess
2: well um i think that it's just you know it's just avoiding them there's tons of substitutions Um, I mean, at least when it comes to dairy, I I wrote this article yesterday about kids with autism, you know, and uh, avoiding a gluten free casein diet, um, and soy. So it's, you know, and and I came up with like 40 recipes, um, really simple that, you know, avoided those foods, because we don't want kids to feel like they're being deprived of anything. And I think that nowadays, more than ever, like there's a substitution for everything. Um, You know, especially like if it's dairy, you, you go to the, vegan route and there's almond milk and soy milk and you know um
1: co- yeah, we use rice milk she seems to really like that
2: yeah and coconut milk is a great one like sweet potatoes with coconut milk is luscious Ooh, that um, does sound delicious yeah so i mean if uh, funny i think that figuring out substitutions. i mean bananas a tricky one because it has all that sweetness and yeah. sticky but luckily bananas aren't in too many foods
1: Every time I would go online to look for like a smoothie recipe or something like that, they all have bananas in it. So I'm like, ah, but so I've been making an omission to my mission in order to try to get veggies and fruit in her. She actually loves fruit. So that's not an (laughs) issue. But the veggies are are tougher um, to try to find smoothie recipes and recipes that don't have banana in them. Now,
2: um, I, I mean, I'll I'll go with you on a few different ways with the veggies. I think it's about figuring out, like, my kids love raw vegetables. They would. Oh, that's they, nice. Every night at dinner, that's like they, you know, and heck, talk about easy for me, you know. Yeah. But it's figuring out, like, sometimes kids like they don't want kale, but they love kale chips. Um, they don't want a baked potato, but they want baked fries. They, you know, you um. It's figuring out, like, you know, even carrots and celery, maybe they love chicken soup, but they don't want them raw. So it's either, you know, puree them, bake them the way that they're cut. Do they like them raw with hummus? Um, Never give up. And for a lot of kids, it can take up to 14, 15, 16 times of just putting it out there. Like, I always recommend to people buy an organic bag of frozen broccoli and every single night defrost it and put like two florets so that you don't feel like you're spending a ton of money. Um, And then, you know, put some brags or soy sauce or some sesame seeds, let them do it. Um, A a pinch of salt, some, uh, you know, hummus, Dijon mustard, like, you know, just keep trying different ways and always make sure you're eating it too, like making a game of it. Like, you know, look at the tree.
1: Let's, let's mow the tree with our teeth i mean you You know my husband does that he's so he's (laughs) so much fun with her and i think it's like his childlike nature that comes out a little bit because he'll be like look at the little tree i'm gonna eat the tree and she'll be like no eat my tree um but then she'll wise up to us and be like oh no i don't want to eat this tree she's on to us she's like you guys are weird (laughs) yeah she's like you guys are crazy i'm not eating that tree um we we try uh different tactics and um Uh, it's, it's hard. It's a challenge. I think a lot of it too, it sounds like is just preparation ahead of planning ahead of time. And I know that that can be for me a big challenge because I'm, you know, I'm doing, I'm trying to, you know, get motherhood Hollywood going and I'm trying to, um, you know, manage my other job. I'm a writer for a news station. So it's, it's hard to try to plan ahead. And so I can't imagine moms who are working, you know, outside the home full time, um, uh, who are trying to get recipes and things like that together? So it's what kind of time management tips do you have for those moms? Is it really just about staying up late the night before and you know packing things together and freezing things? And what kind of tips do you have there? I mean,
2: I'm a big fan of Sunday cooking or whatever day of the week it works. Oh yeah, that's a great idea. So I mean, every Sunday, I make a huge thing of roast vegetables, brown rice, I cook some chicken, I, you know, I'll just pick four like basics, I'll make some Mm -hmm. pesto, or, you know, I'll cook a big thing of pasta that I can then turn into, you know, pesto pasta with some chicken or, you know, burrito bowls, like chopped chicken with brown rice and roast vegetables and dump some salsa on it. Um, You know, like just figuring out like a taco, you know, basically just figuring out ways to reinvent... Um, these five foods. Uh, And I always say, like, keep a list on your pantry or in your wallet or on your iPhone, whatever, of um, the 10 foods that your child does love. And maybe that's cream cheese and apples, peanut butter, um, eggs, milk, and and constantly mix and match those foods um, in different ways so that you know you you know that you've got the basics on hand and you can meal yeah. from it
1: um and what do you say of uh, to parents who are trying to balance the sugar side of things because i especially when channing was little and just getting started um eating food i would let her sample like some cake or like have some you know because we were doing a lot of the um uh, baby led weaning, which I would let her touch the food a lot and play with it, and you know that sort of thing. But now I'm trying to taper off on this much sugar, and I don't know if that's a good idea. If I should just let her eat ice cream whenever she wants, you know, she's so little, and <laughs> I feel like she has her whole life to be worried about her, you know, what she's eating and obsessing over sugar. You know what I mean?
2: I think that it's about balance. I mean, I've never the only thing that I really was never a huge fan of was food dyes and my kids are very much like they're funny they, my son unfortunately i I mean, I created a monster out of it because he will not eat anything. Like, even if it's medicine, forget it. Like, no, no food dies. Wow. Uh, but, like, I, I'm i all about balance because I think that once you take it away, I mean, I was, I had the mother that was like, you may not have any sugar. And so, as an adult, what did I crave?
1: Sugar, sugar of <laughs> course, yeah.
2: So, um I think that it's important to be like, yeah. I mean, we had the other day. We, I was like cutting slices of pie the day after Thanksgiving for breakfast, and my husband's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "It's that day after Thanksgiving. We have pie for breakfast. That's what we do." You know, it's, <laughs> and, and they won't have dessert tonight. It's not that big a deal. Um, if you make it a big deal and you put too much energy into it, then I think yeah. that you know that's when it's like you're creating. Uh, you're putting, fo- you know, focus on it. And they're like, Oh, I know that I'm not supposed to have too much. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just like, yeah, you can have one tree today. Sure.
1: What do you I want- think? Yeah. yeah my, I think my husband too, he's been doing this thing where he'll negotiate with her about sugar. If you eat this, then you can have ice cream. If you'll do this, then you can have cake. And I'm like, don't do that. Because then she thinks every time, you know, if, I I just feel like it will create a bad um, precedent.
2: We're all guilty of the, if you do this, if you do that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs)
2: Myself included. Um, You know, I just try to stay away from it as much as possible because it's exactly what you're saying. Like it's just, no, you know, like I'm going to give you two choices, you know, Mm -hmm. do you want, I mean, I'm always two choices always really works for us. So, um,
1: you know, I mean, you mean, and like you can have, you can have this or this. Yeah. And
2: sometimes like, yeah, I mean, our, 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 you know, my kids like, we'll be at a birthday party. I'm like, you can have the cake now, or you can have dessert later tonight. Um, you know, and, and, oh, even, see. and, and often at, even at night, I'll be like, I'll, I'll go away from this dessert and I'll just say, would you like to have apple with peanut butter or would you rather have a banana? And sometimes it's just taking it away from what they, you know, I've got to have this, like give them another choice.
1: Hey there, I want to tell you really quickly about Kinza, the world's first smart thermometer. Kinza tracks temperature, medication, and symptoms. And based on your child's needs, it offers in-app guidance on what to do next. So not only does it remember for me, it tells me what to do. So I don't even have to think about it. I've tried it with Channing. It's super easy to use. You just download the app, plug the thermometer into your phone, and you're off to the races. Check it out at KinzaHealth.com, the world's first smart thermometer. And what is your feeling on some of the ways um, – because when I was learning about, you know, starting feeding and introducing food and stuff like that, there's a it seemed like there were several different ways you could go uh, as far as, like, the puree route. Um, you could do the baby-led weaning. You know, some people were um, not wanting to introduce solids at all and just, you know, keep them on the rice – or, um, like, a rice – not pudding. That's not what I'm trying to do. What is that? What is that rice? Stuff rice, that everyone, cereal, rice, rice cereal. Rice cereal. Yeah. Yeah. The word cereal just fell out of my head. That's, <laughs> that's when you know, you have the mom break going on. Um, but like, what is, do you, is there one particular type of feeding or way to introduce food that you're partial to? I think that
2: every child is so different and you'll have, you'll see four month olds that are like grabbing or like trying to reach, for your food. And then you have other babies that like have sensory issues and like even at 10 months are not wanting anything. Can't, can't do it. Um, or, you know, I think that it's Always up to the family there there's no reason that your five and a half six month old can't be eating pureed versions of your food as long in my opinion as long as there's not like too much sugar or salt in it um because we really want babies falling in love with those natural flavors as much as possible yeah. and with my daughter I'm gonna do I, I mean I'm gonna do um you know like one food a few days in a row, just be, it's not even for, for allergy reasons in particular, because that was originally the reason that we, they did the four day weight rule, which was, uh, you know, you give it to four days in a row to make sure that your baby doesn't have any allergies. Mm-hmm. For me, it's more the four days of, well, they don't like, you know, like day one, they spit it out. Day two, they're like, Hmm. Day three, they're like, I like this. And day four, they're like, I love this. Yeah. Uh, So you want, you know, but if, if, if my, our daughter starts reaching for, you know, other foods that we're eating, I will gladly let her try them.
1: Yeah, I think uh, you're absolutely right. Like it just sort of depends on, you know, the child Channing. Our first food that we gave her was like a little chunk of avocado. And mm-hmm. she just sort of played with it and squeezed it. I think like maybe a teeny tiny bit of it got in her mouth. And we were like, yay, she likes it. <laughs> we were so proud of ourselves. Totally. I uh, mean, and- my, my
2: business partner's uh, son is – six months old and when he was like four and a half months he was like eating full meals I mean of of people food she she's like I I can't stop him I don't know what to do I'm like let him eat it you know it's great
1: yeah there are some kids that have a voracious appetite and Mm -hmm. they just go after it but she uh she ate a lot more when she was younger than she does now and so I'm I'm curious to see if she will grow out of it or if I'm going to end up having a a picky eater. Cause I was so proud at first. I thought, Oh good. She's going to eat everything. And she seems to be really enjoying all of this food. And then something changed like around, I don't know, maybe 16, 17 months. And she hasn't really, you know, she doesn't I, really eat.
2: I'm going to say that here. Okay. Then here's the great example is my daughter was to me was very picky as a little, as a toddler. Mm-hmm. And we were always like, Ay, vey. and there's my son just like, eating anything and everything he could get. <laughs> on. And now it's totally flipped. My daughter will eat absolutely anything. I mean, weird out there, spicy, anything. And my son became a vegetarian a year and a half ago at the age of six. <laughs> And now, you know, we're even, you know, back in the life. Are
1: you a vegetarian or was that something no. that he just decided?
2: No, he came to it himself and we really, my husband is vegan before six. So he eats a vegan diet till six o'clock. It's a Mark Bittman food philosophy.
1: Oh, how interesting. But okay.
2: Yeah, it, by being vegan till six o'clock, you tend to eat more um, fruits, vegetables, and whole grains. Um, and
1: I think my son, and does stopped- that mean then he has like a, like some kind of protein at yep. dinner? Yeah. Oh, okay. I so at dinner he'll have like chicken or
2: fish or whatever. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, like any kind of lean protein or it just, there's no rules after six. It's not my diet, but I, I but I, I support it. I mean, I like, yeah, yeah. with these four that he, totally different. I'm able to like pull it, figure, you know, figure it out. Um, but then, you know, my son just really came to this and, and, you know, we just make sure that he gets pr- solid protein and, you know, he has, you know, he knows to eat his vegetables and, you know, but he's eight and a half years old. Like he, he, you know, I can't really, there's, I can't force feed him steak.
1: So how does that affect what you make for him then?
2: You know what? It's really easy. And you would think that it's hard, but but um, I just always I'll make a me- whatever I'll make whatever meal I'm going to make mm-hmm. um, based on honestly what my daughter, husband, and I want, and then I'm able to um, make him change it up a little bit. Like let's say it's like tonight I'm making chicken burrito bowls. And yeah. Instead of the chicken, I'll give him either some tofu or seitan or tempeh, or I'll put some kind of like nuts in his, or just something that's a different kind of protein.
1: Okay. That's so, inter- like, I, that's so interesting to me because I feel like um, I don't know what I would do if my daughter said I want to be a vegetarian <laughs> or a vegan. I would go, uh, okay, and have a total panic and start immediately going online to find – more vegetarian. No, I mean,
2: no, it's, you know what? You really can't. I'm like, I mean, there's so many, we can go to all this, any restaurant we can. I mean, my kids never want to go out to eat. They only want to eat at home, but you know, for the most part, you know, even like I said to you earlier, like I started this meal delivery company and we get these meals three week, three days a week. And I'm always, we get the omnivore box and I'm always able to, um, adapt it to, uh, for, to our whole family.
1: Now tell me about that. You said it's called One Potato.
2: One Potato. Yeah. So it's the so the Wheelicious audience for many years kept saying, you know, okay, we've got the website and we've got the cookbooks and we've got Wheelicious menus, which is a menu planning um, company, and just all right, just send us the food. So what? Um, <laughs> so that is what One Potato is. It's Wheelicious recipes. Uh, Every Wednesday you get a box with either three vegetarian or three omnivore recipes and um, one potato sends you all organic ingredients to your front door and it takes less than – Thirty minutes to prepare. It is, and I'm telling you, from a like we we went into the beta round when right when the week that my daughter was born. Oh, so no. I was like, you know, I'm used to cooking. Cooking is like a pleasure and it's easy. And I'm telling you, with an infant and two older ones, it was the hardest. I was like, oh my god! And one potato, like totally. I was so grateful for it, and real. I guess I, I, I was able to put myself in the place of you know a mom that is really like too busy, doesn't have any time, you know, it's, yeah. it's more the I became like part of the audience.
1: That's amazing. So you do you then select or you have a team that selects the recipe, um, or the ingredients that go in the box? And then is there like instructions inside the yeah. box for what Everything. to make?
2: Yep, no, there is. um, You get a picture of, they're all Wheelicious existing recipes online. And like tonight is chicken burrito bowls. And uh, it's a Wheelicious recipe. And you get a bag with all of your organic ingredients already measured out. And there's step by step pictures. So even someone, um, like I let my babysitter cook it a few times and she's never cooked a day in her life. I mean, I'm not even kidding. She was like, uh-huh. this is a knife.
1: Wow. Oh my and, gosh. <laughs> and it was,
2: that was the reason I wanted her to do it. And she, like, she was so cute. She was like, I did it. Oh my God. And it's, it's, it's just for the person that really loves to cook, but is, doesn't want to shop, doesn't want a menu plan and just doesn't have a lot of time to cook. I mean, the whole no. point is that kids can help you with these recipes. Your babysitter can do it. You can do it. Your husband can do it. It's, it's super easy. And is it catered
1: to more families with like a certain age range of kids or would it be like for little babies as well? Or would you say it's, it's not more for like for...
2: No, it's for, it's for toddlers top on up. You pay a base price for two adults and then every, and every child is two ninety nine. Um uh, So it's that it, we, it's super cost effective from... Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We're three parents that start the company. Um, and every week you get a homemade, a roll of homemade cookie dough so that, uh, so you, and the flavors change every week. So it's it's really fun. But you know, my thing with it was I wanted it to be organic because I want it to be grass fed meat, you know, wild fish and chicken, organic vegetables without pesticides. I wanted it to be like the best quality possible.
1: Now that's a really big thing for you, isn't it? Because I've I know, I know you've talked about natural eating and organic eating. You've mentioned that a few times. So what is it about that that's so important for you? I
2: just think that things have, you know, in the there are GMOs, you know, you have genetically modified foods and you have pesticides and we don't know what the what they do to especially little bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I with if I was going to provide food, um I, th- I needed to be organic. It needed to be the best quality uh, possible, and you. And, and that's why what sets the one potato boxes apart is just the quality of the ingredients is so so spot on and delicious. I mean, to the point now that my kids have been like, we'll, we'll, when they're when we're eating some nights, you know, if they get home and I'm cooking and they're not able to help cook me cook, they're like, "Is this one potato?" because they want it to be. And I'm like, you guys, this is the same thing we've always been eating, but they just they love it. It's really funny.
1: That's so cute. And it helps them feel like they're involved as well. That's such a great idea. Totally. I
2: mean, they're always helping me in the kitchen. (laughs) It's very rare that they're not but uh, but yeah.
1: So what is the one recipe you think has been your most popular on your website? What is the one thing that everyone was like, this is it? This is the one that I love the most? Oh, my
2: God. I mean, after eight and a half years posting four to five days a week, there are a lot of recipes. There are a lot Uh, of recipes. I mean, some of the ones that – I mean, like, I love spaghetti pie. That's always – like, I've never seen a kid that, like, didn't just love it. Um, You know, sweet potato fries. Um. Oh, my God. I mean, there's there's so like many. I only because I, only I'm making it tonight. and My family loves it. Burrito bowls, <laughs> um, vegetarian enchiladas, taquitos. Um, and how
1: many books do you have now based off of all of these recipes? <laughs>
2: so, well, there I have two cookbooks. So the first cookbook is Wheelish is One Family, One Meal. And the second is Wheelish's lunches. Um, So I've taken a picture of my kid's school lunch every day for, uh, gosh, almost six years and posted it on social media. Um, So there's, you know, because I want parents to see, like, it is easy to make, like, a visually exciting, interesting lunch um, that's easy for you to prepare and your kids actually want to eat.
1: That's a big challenge I'm having right now. My daughter started preschool and I am literally every day that I send her. She doesn't go every day, but she goes um, a couple days a week. But even then I'm like, what do I feed her? And I know it's a hit if I pick up her lunchbox and it's empty and the teachers, they leave it in the box if um, she doesn't eat it. So I can see how much she ate. And part of me is like, Oh, I wish they wouldn't do that.
2: <laughs> because... but is it, isn't it funny? Like how you feel like I, I mean, that's a, it's a big thing. Like we feed our kids three times a day. And like, when, when you feel good, when they're like, Oh mom, this is awesome or delicious or yay. Or or yeah. they don't like say gross. I should say,
1: right? Yeah, <laughs> she she is she is, uses the word yucky, <laughs> oh. and I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> but it's like an achievement. It
2: feels good.
1: Yeah, I I do love it when she eats something I've made, and it um it does feel like a big accomplishment. I just feel like I'm in the area of food. I feel like that is the one area that I am not doing as well as I could be. And so that's why I couldn't wait to talk to you on the show because Aww. I feel like I needed a little like, uh, inspiration, um, to sort of start focusing on, you know, making her better lunches and making her better meals. And I, um, I know I can do it. I just think it takes a little more planning and, um, Effort on my part, honestly. I need to Yeah, do I that.
2: mean, like I said, I think that the best advice I can say is like really write down about the, the 10 foods you know she loves and, you know, make a commitment that you're going to make not the same lunch every single day,
1: Yeah, you know, you
2: give her a little variety because the interesting thing that I used to go watch my kids at preschool and I used to sit and watch these 20 kids eat. It was fascinating because you would see sometimes they would be looking over at the kid with the healthier lunch. Um, or they would, you know, they would try things that they might not at home. There's not that, you know, pressure on them. Um, so, you know, I always send things to my kids lunch that are, you know, that someone might say, oh, my God, they're never going to eat that. But they end up, like, loving.
1: I walked into preschool the other day to pick her up, or a few weeks ago, I should say, and they were having snack, and she was eating edamame, and oh. I almost passed out. I was like, what? She will eat edamame? And they were like, yeah, she likes it, because she, she liked, like, squeezing them out of the little pocket. Oh, and then I so... gave it to her at home, and she wouldn't eat it.
2: <laughs> isn't, that, but see, isn't that fascinating? That's yeah, what I,
1: I was like, what the?
2: Yeah. A lot of schools will do snack. And when parents dumb it down, I'm always like, don't dumb it down. This is the opportunity when kids watch each other. Like I do fruit and vegetable demonstrations um, all the time with kids. Um, like I'll bring 40 or 50 vegetables and fruits and let them touch them, taste them, talk about them. And I will a great always, always get emails from parents being like, my kid has never eaten anything green ever and came home being like, I had spinach and it was delicious. You know, parents. Are like, oh, it's just, it's such a mind. You know what? I mean, they just, yeah. got, they want to get you.
1: Yeah, no, it's true. And I think a lot of it is that, that, um, not peer pressure because I guess it's a po- It's a positive peer pressure but they see each other doing it and if one's doing it then the other one wants to do it and then they're all, before you know it, they're all eating edamame or pepper, green peppers or something yep. and I'm just like, that's amazing. <sighs> so I try to at least put one healthy thing if I can in her lunchbox but um, if, if I know, I know if I put like everything in there, that's like healthy, sometimes she just doesn't eat it. And then I just feel like she's been starving all day. And then the teachers are like, well, she didn't eat. And so Well, I, it's, I, uh... yeah,
2: I always say to parents, like you have to put in a sweet treat, like you should have a fruit, vegetable, protein, carbohydrate in every single lunch. It's much easier than it sounds. Mm-hmm. And, always something like a little just sweet treat whatever that is i mean yeah. sometimes i put like one yogurt pretzel in my kid's lunch and people will be like you just put one because there's like in the lunch <laughs> box there's a special compartment for like this like tiny thing um but like you know sometimes that's just all it needs
1: and- yeah just a little something sweet um and i think too it's great that you um emphasize healthy eating and organic eating because there's a lot of parents who get frustrated um, With um, the lack of options that there are in the store and at restaurants to um, feed their kids healthy foods. And so they just end up kind of giving up and, you know, letting their kids just eat junk. And then I think that's why we have a lot of overweight kids um, in our country right now and all around the world. I mean, not just to... Judge, but
2: no, no, but I mean, even restaurants like the kids' menus are oh, they're horrible. And you, I, I promise, every menu restaurant we have ever gone to, if I say, can you, can we buy a half portion of something off the adults' side? Oh, I mean, I think nine times out of 10, unless unless it's like a steak, you know, they yeah. always will say yes. Like you can always get a half portion of pasta, a smaller bowl of soup, um, a half salad, you know, whatever when it is. did
1: the chicken fingers and the macaroni and oh. cheese thing and become the staple on kids' menus? Yeah. Like it seems like every restaurant we go to, it's like – grilled cheese chicken fingers um macaroni and cheese and it's like there really there's no other option I I hear you I'm
2: so with you I, I, yeah I mean my kids won't even eat off the kids and they're always like they think that the kids menu is like a trick <laughs> I'm, just, I'm like do you want to like it? they're like absolutely not I'm not eating off the kids menu because they yeah. know it's like it's just it doesn't it's it's always out of the a freezer box
1: Um, Do you think that your kids moving forward in life, do you think that they will continue to have this passion and this love that you have for food or... Do you think that eventually they might grow up and go? Oh, we're just gonna go crazy and eat whatever we want.
2: <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, exactly. Just go to McDonald's and be right,
1: like, hey, everything. And mom will just be like, "No, my uh, hard work." <laughs>
2: no, I I do, and it's it's and it really isn't because of any like greatness. You know, it's just I think that they like good food. It's not. You know, I mean, delicious food is not, um, it's by no means meant to be gourmet. Um, right. It's just supposed to be like the food that your mom made that you loved. You know, yeah. it's just, it's comfort food, but like healthy comfort food um, or healthier. I hate using the word healthy because people always think like, ugh, healthy, yeah, no flavor. but It's not gonna taste good. Yeah, but it's it's just like it's this is food. It's just good for you. Um, but you know, it's also the big the big word that I do like is balance. So let's let's eat our cookies, but let's also eat you know some something that's like good for our bodies too.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, I like I said earlier, am absolutely thrilled to talk to you because one of the first baby food baby. F- food purees I made for my daughter was a Weelicious recipe. And so I um, have been looking forward to talking with you a little bit more (laughs) about your company and about how it all came to be and kind of picking your brain a little bit about food. So if anybody wants to find you online, where can they find Weelicious and follow you on social media?
2: So you can go to wheelicious.com, you can sign up for the newsletter, Um, there's original recipes and articles four to five days a week. You can go to onepotato.com and sign up for um, the meal delivery company, which is I'm telling you, it's a game changer. You can see some of the recipes like for this week example. It and, and, and there's wheelicious menus if you want to do it yourself, but just need, um, you know, the menus and the shopping lists and the tips for getting your kids involved. Uh, so those three sources.
1: That's fantastic. And then you're also on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook as well.
2: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Yep. Everything. Everything. All of it. All day. <laughs>
1: well, I know that you're really busy and you have a little baby, a new baby at home and two kids, uh, three, two other kids, I should say. So I know that you have been really busy. and So I appreciate you so much taking the time um, to talk with us and um, share your insights with my listeners.
2: Thank you so much. It was so nice to talk to you.
1: If you want more information about Weelicious, you can also go to motherhoodandhollywood.com and I'll post some notes from the show and also links uh, where you can find more about more information about Weelicious and about Catherine. Thanks so much for listening, everybody, and have a great week. Mama funny. Balls.
0: When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be confusing, like... When it comes to choosing a supermarket, why not stick to the facts? Fact is, Albertsons is just better. Nicer, fresher, faster, and friendlier. Come on in and see for yourself. For a delicious dinner this week, stop by the meat department and get fresh 80% lean ground beef, ground fresh, in-store daily, just $2.99 a pound when you buy three pounds or more. And stop by Produce and pick up Sweet Jumbo Cantaloupe, two for $3. Fresher meats, sweeter produce, better deals. Albertsons. Fact is, it's just better.